This podcast is brought to you by QED. In a world of increased change and disruption, it's important to have solutions that can help you not just survive, but thrive. Learn more about QED's adaptive applications on QED.com. My name is Asir Borges, and I'm the VP of Packaging. And I'm here. Steve Dombrowski, the Director of Consumer Goods and Food and Beverage here at QED. All right, Steve. Today, our podcast will be about the hidden costs of quality. And the agenda today, we're going to talk about well, what is quality, we're going to talk about the cost of quality. We're going to talk about compliance. We're going to talk about the need for real time. And that's pretty much it. First of all, Steve, I don't know how you feel about quality, but in my opinion, quality today, it's not just like poor quality, good quality or bad quality. I think quality today it is a contractual obligation, especially in B2B, or an expectation to quality performance and durability and other features that customers come to expect from that specific brand or product. Having said that, today I compare quality more to a, um, a driver's license. It's a certification. You have a driver's license, you're allowed to be on the road driving. Although some people shouldn't. <laughs> but coming back to quality is the same thing. If we don't have quality, that's not going to be sustainable. Even though you're not going to be pulled over by a cop, you're still going to be pulled over by your customers. Your customers will not be buying from you, or it, it might be expensive for you to be in business. In whichever case, it's either your customer or your shareholders that will pull you over. So having said that, the whole thing about quality is not so much whether you achieve it or not. You don't have a choice. You have to achieve. Co companies have to achieve costs. So the whole thing now becomes how you get to the lowest uh, cost to achieve quality. Would you agree with that uh, statement? I, I most certainly would. And, and it's interesting, especially, you know, in the areas that I tend to focus on, consumer products and food and beverage, I mean, quality is without question the number one issue today amongst both significant parties, or actually all three significant parties involved in the process. And that would be, number one, the consumer of the goods, number two, the manufacturer of the goods, and number three, the supplier of the materials that go into the goods. And if you're talking about food and beverage, the, the food products that are grown or produced that goes into the finished products because consumers today are demanding high quality. You have government regulations that, like you said, with the driver's license, that you have to hit a certain uh, type of criteria if you're going to be a food producer or even a consumer products because you're, any product that's used by an individual has to meet certain safety laws. So quality is, is one of the biggest things everybody pays attention to today. And I compare, especially when it, in terms of, um, of costs, I compare to the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is actually what you see in terms of the costs of quality, but what about the hidden costs? You know, the, the things that are below the surface, like, you know, the warranty claims, the reprocessing, uh, rework, scraps, all these, the audits, the reviews, 
the redesign or reformulation of products, the PR disaster that sometimes it brings, especially in your vertical in food and beverage. So there are a lot of things that basically are not visible that you would need to really dig a little deeper or dive to see how big is below the surface. So that's the thing, the way I see it. I couldn't agree more. And I think your analogy to an iceberg is perfect because what people don't see, especially on the consumer side, they don't see those hidden costs of quality. I always joke with people, most people walk into a store and they see an item, whether it's a food item, a beverage item, or another consumable consumer product type of item. And they're like, why does this cost so much? Why do these things cost so much? And and since I've been involved in this industry for so many years, to be honest with you, a lot of times I walk into these stores and I'm like, why do these things cost so little? Because if you were to go to a food manufacturing plant and see some of the things that it takes to get one of these finished products out the door, <laughs> it's pretty amazing that they can sell oh, yeah. a, a loaf of bread, for example. You you know, people complain if it's more than a dollar. Well, when you have to have dough proof and rise three, four or five times, you're like, how can they sell it so cheap? And to provide a quality product, especially in today's world with consumers demanding quality, government regulations increasing, and again, it, it only took us six minutes, I think, to bring up that beast, COVID-19, which is changing everything. Companies have to take extra precautions that all cost money, sanitizing trucks, doing different types of sanitizing to the lines. People don't have, and now I'm going to go into a world that you're very familiar with, packaging. People sometimes overlook the risk of packaging in terms of if you need to have a recall, that packaging could actually be the source of a contamination. So all those things are behind the scenes that the consumer doesn't necessarily see up front. And that all goes into the cost of the product, obviously. Yeah. And one thing for sure, at the end of the day, you need to, to get the lowest cost as possible. You need to make it right the first time around. So at the end of the day, how you achieve quality is what really matters in because basically you're going to have to achieve the first time around. And if you achieve the first time around, it's because you, you have a process with several and several steps in terms of audits, inspection, planning, uh, quality alerts, supplier management, and not achieving it, you're going to have to do the opposite. You're going to have to rework. You're going to have to reject. You're going to have to return materials. You're going to have to inspect. You're going to incur in late deliveries. You're going to have warranty claims. Eventually, you might have to, to pay for expedited shipments. And, of course, you might have lost sales, lost opportunities, and scrap. So in whichever vertical we are talking about, imagine either a bag or a carton with the wrong colors on the logo. I mean, the brand owners in the first place would say, hey, forget it. I have a very specific specification for my colors and you blew them. And that once it's printed, it's just trash. So... And this is the thing. It's not about is the cost of how you you minimize the cost of achieving it through a very well organized process against a not an organized process that will force you to primarily correct things. I don't think you could be any more clearer, especially 
again, integrating quality to everything else. I always joke with people in terms of, you know, you meet people and they say, well, what do you do for a living? Who do you work for? What do you work for? And, and I tell them I work for a, a company that deals with manufacturing process and systems because we do as much on the process side as the systems. If you don't have the process in place, how are you going to know what the systems need to do? I like your analogy also about quality for just packaging, misprinting a logo because logos are something that are so identifiable with certain companies. In fact, we don't want to you know, get any brand issues here, but there's um, there's a company in the food and beverage world that makes soda pop that has a very well-known logo. They used to have their name printed on the logo. Now it's just red, white, and blue swirls in a circle. Uh, they don't even they don't even use their name anymore. They don't have to because that's they such don't. a recognizable logo. But like you said, if that were to be printed yellow, white, and green rather than red, white, and blue, <laughs> people wouldn't have no idea that they're drinking that type of soda. So, but the process has to be the first step because if you do have a problem. If you use the same process and if that process is always the same, chances are you're going to do a much better job of finding the problem and correcting the problem if you have an organized process. If not, then who knows? You may never get an answer to an issue. But at the end of the day, this is a podcast about quality. So we need to give our listeners a little bit of advice on how to actually handle that. My opinion is they all need to get, yes, as you said, the process right. The best thing would be to have as part of their ERP a module that allows for all these very specific processes like audits, inspection, planning, documentation about processes, about specifications, about designs, about drawings, pictures, formulations, depending, of course, whichever the vertical we are talking about, uh, whether in uh, food and beverage or in packaging. And all these uh, many facets of the manufacturing process that affects quality. So everything has to be documented. And they need that anyway, especially if they're going to comply with the amount of regulations that we talked about and uh, standards. They are going to have to go through that. So the first thing is to have... The process well-defined, documented, and using DRP as a repository of all these these bits and and things to also help identify the costs associated with each one and what's the cost associated with, for instance, reject. And this is something that a lot of companies don't know, and they get surprised once they see that the profitability at the end uh, or the CFO, the finance department comes with a low number of, uh, you know, for profitability or margins. And they say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, you look at the amount of scrap, look at the amount of, uh, you know, RMAs we've received, look at the amount of expedited shipments we had and all these things that we all know are the true hidden costs. No, you're right. If I look at the consumer product side, for example, one of the big things people don't realize is on the whole warranty claims piece, because there are a number of different types of warranties. When you're paying for, like a, for example, an electronic component of some sort, a screen's going to pop up at the cashier that says, do you want to pay for the service plan? Now, there's a service plan that's run by 
the manufacturer. In addition to their normal warranty, there's a service plan that's run by the store that you purchase it from. There's also independent warranty programs you can get, like for certain brands of cell phones. There's a there's a secondary source that provides the warranty. That's all critical. People don't realize how much, how many dollars are spent replacing those type of items. So, you know, those are costs. Inspections are huge. Making sure companies have the right staff and the right type of inspection processes. That's critical because especially on inbound items, especially food and beverage, catching a bad item up front is, is critical to the entire process. Because like we always talk about, especially in food and beverage, it's not a discrete type of production where I can take things apart and take the bad thing out and replace it with a different piece, like a, a push button on a pen that may not work. Once I start processing that food, I got to scrap the whole thing. So, Oh, yeah. That's a given. Eventually, it, it, that might lead to rejecting a whole batch, which is basically could be thousands of pounds or thousands of gallons in case of liquids thousands of dollars oh. <laughs> crap tell me about it so uh and that is interesting because a lot of people you hear with quality modules within their erps talking about speeds in getting everything uh, to a certain speeds and again don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say hey business should slow down no it's not so much about speeds as it is about visibility. And this is a key thing that everyone in the process or everyone that touches the product directly or indirectly needs to have the visibility of what's going on. If, for instance, supply chain is buying a product, the quality is not acceptable, they should know about that so that they can work with their vendors. And, and and conversely, even maintenance, if they know that, uh, you know, a certain piece of equipment is not reaching, you know, the right operational parameters, they need to be aware of that, like right on the spot to avoid further problems. So everything that affects quality needs to have visibility and, need, and that visibility should be to everyone involved with that particular system. So when they need to have one of those things, you know, all hands on deck to resolve this. Yes, all hands on deck. If not all hands, but at least the the right hands on deck. And what do you think? So, uh, do you see the same thing in um, in food and beverage and consumer products as well? I most certainly do. In fact, here at QAD for uh, for the verticals I support, consumer products and food and beverage, we we have a tagline. Uh, the typical goal of these companies is to get the right product to the right place at the right time in the right quantity, but with the right quality. And you want to get the product to the right place, right time, especially when you're talking about a consumer good, because if a customer goes into a store and the product they want isn't there, what are they going to do? They're not going to go home or they're not going to turn off their computer if they're shopping online. They're going to go to a competitive product or to a competitive place of business. So you want that product there when it needs to be there. But at the same point in time, if you're putting a piece of junk on the shelves or on the screen, that doesn't solve the problem either. So it has to be a balance. And I think what you said about visibility is critical because that's what's going to give you the ability to be speedy 
but have your quality not be compromised in the process. Yeah, and talking about quality, one of the things is procedures, specifications. The the important thing of having all of those things on an ERP system is everything is centralized, so new versions are automatically distributed, and you don't have the case of people working from an old set or specs or procedures that have been uh, superseded. So with that, that is the real important message here. You know, if you're out there to look for a quality module within your ERP, think about all those things before you make your own decision. Right, Steve? Exactly. With this, we bring this episode to to an end. This podcast was brought to you by QED. In a world of increasing change and disruption, it's important to have solutions that can help you not just survive, but thrive. Learn more about QED's adaptive applications on qed.com, or you can reach out directly to us by contacting us at packaging at qed.com or info at qed.com. And thank you so much. We also thank our production team, especially led by Catherine Wagner. She does a fantastic job for us. She even gets mine and Steve's voice sounding very professional. And we we all thank her for that. And that's it. Steve, once again, nice talking to you, my friend. Likewise. Thank you, my friend. And nice mention on the team. There's no I in team. Yep. (laughs) You bet. Have a good day, my friend. Nice talking to you.